Welcome to the Urban Church Podcast. If you would like more information about Urban, please visit our website at lifeaturban.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, we're going to start a new series today uh, entitled Living Life in the Red Zone. 1 Corinthians 9 verse 24 says this, Don't you realize, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation today, Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs? But only one person gets the prize. So run to win. Okay, and if, I don't know what it does in your Bible. This one has a big explanation point out at the end of that. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. Or another translation says I'm not just punching the air. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word today. God, I pray that in the next few moments that we have together, that God, you would just speak to us. And uh, Lord, that these would not just be things we talk about, but God, there would be things that we apply to our life, and that we would begin to grow God, and see your kingdom come and your will be done in our life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Uh, living life in, in the red zone. Um, it was just something that came to me as we began to prepare for this month. And, and obviously it kind of goes in line with, uh, with the fact that Super Bowl uh, is this month. Um, but let me just kind of set up what is the red zone. Because I know there's probably some non-football people out there um, and that you don't know what the red zone is. And uh, so it doesn't make any sense to you. And you're thinking budget. You're thinking the red and the black. No, we're not talking about that, okay? Uh, we're talking about the red zone. What is the red zone? The red zone in football, it's, it's the area of the field between the opponent's 20-yard line and the goal line, okay? So if we have the ball and uh, we, we've been marching down the field, as soon as we get to that 20-yard line and into the end zone, that's, that's considered the red zone, okay? A couple of things about the red zone. The red zone is where the offense changes as to ensure a touchdown. Now, literally, teams actually practice plays for when they get into the red zone. And so they have set plays to try to get them all the way down the field. But as soon as they get to the red zone, 20 yards to the goal line, their whole strategy changes. Why does their strategy change? Because they just want to get the ball across that goal line. And so they actually have plays that they run, and, and the defense would do the same thing and have a, a defensive you know, stance in the red zone. Uh, it's the place where the team has the greatest opportunity to score. Okay, so now you can just educate yourself right there on football. Now you can go watch the Super Bowl and you can be talking, you know, football lingo today. Like, yeah, that's the red zone right there. Okay, you feel better? All right. So that's the red zone. Okay, so everything changes when you get into the red zone. This is where you want to be able to perform great. This is where you want to be able to really listen to me. Nobody wants to settle for a field goal. Okay. Everybody wants to cross that, that goal line and score a touchdown. And so when they get there, everything changes. In life, I believe this, that God wants us to live life, if we could say this, in the red zone. Okay? What does it mean when we talk about living life in the red zone? It, it means having the understanding that our destiny, that eternity, is being determined now. Okay? That literally, that we understand if we're living life in the red zone, 
That at any moment, yes, yes, our natural dream could be achieved at any moment, that, that thing that you're believing for, that thing that you're contending for. But not only that, when we live life in the red zone, we, we realize this, that we're not just living for what we see here on earth, but we're living with an eternal purpose or an eternal goal in mind. Are you with me this morning? Okay. The Bible says this in John 17, 3. I'm just going to paraphrase it. This is eternal life, to know God. In other words, the Bible's saying this, that when we come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, when we come into a relation with God, it's at that moment that we no longer just begin to live life for the now. We no longer just begin to live life for the moment, but we now have an eternal perspective or a red zone perspective that, that man, we are living life for eternity, that one day we're either going to be with him for eternity or we're going to be somewhere else for eternity. Okay? And so we live with this red zone mentality, man, that life has purpose, that, man, we're headed towards the goal line. Living life in the red zone, what does it mean? It's, it's where we begin to change our approach to the things in life to assure success. Listen to me, the day that you got saved is the day that, that, that the Bible says everything changes. Okay? The Bible says in Matthew chapter 3 that we ought to bear fruit Worthy of repentance. Well, what, what does that mean? That means this, that people could look at your life, and now that you're in relationship with God, okay, man, there's a physical, there's, 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 a, there's a change that took place that people can actually see, okay? So, man, everything changes. Life changes when you live life with a red zone mentality. You begin to change the way you interact with people. You begin to change the way you, 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 you make appointments with people. You begin to change the way you spend your time. Why? Because what I'm doing now really does affect not only the dream I have here on earth, but it really does, it really does you know, uh, uh, depict where I'm going to be for eternity, okay? And so we, it changes everything, okay? And so I believe this, that if we have this red zone mentality, living life in the red zone, that we're going to begin to live life with more purpose, Okay? Now listen to me, every team, when they start out, where they start out on the goal line, the 10-yard, the 20-yard line, man, they still have the touchdown in mind, okay? But, but you know what? Most points are actually scored in the red zone. They're not scored way out here, okay? Now unless you have, you know, Sproles and you're with the Chargers, you know, the, the teams are worried that he's going to score every time he touches the ball on a kickoff, okay? But that's not, that's not the norm, okay? They work down the field anticipating getting into the red zone where they can then begin to score, okay? But here's the thing is that that's, that's where the teams want to be, okay? They set up. Here's what I've realized, that many of us in life, that we never get to that red zone, and we never have a red zone mentality. What we have is sometimes we have this mentality that it's fourth down, okay, and we've got the whole field in front of us. There's like 10 seconds left, and we're down by six, that's how most of us live our life. What do I mean by that? I mean that we better pull something out of the, you know, the bag of tricks. You know, we better, we better come up with a trick play, you know, quadruple reverse, you know, and then pitch it back to the guy and do a, do a flea flick, flicker in there somewhere and, you know, just, just hope, you know. Or just close your eyes and chuck it up and hope somebody catches it, okay? Have you guys ever seen that happen before? Okay? Not too often does the ball get caught, all right? But see, that's how a lot of us live our life. You know, whether, it's, whether it comes to finances, you know, we live life, you know, like a whim. We live life by the seat of our pants. We're just cruising through life. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, some money falls into our lap. And rather than having a plan and a strategy, we're like, oh, let's shopping spree. You know, and then you go shopping, you blow all your money, and you're back in the same hole you were before. 
What is that? That's, that's, that's throwing the Hail Mary, man. It's like some money falls. You're just, woo! Shopping spree, okay? okay? We do it in relationships. We really do it when we're seeking out a relationship, okay? We make no preparation, no plan, and just, you know, yeah, one day I'm just going to meet my wife, or one day I'm just going to meet my husband. But you just kind of do whatever you want up until that point. And then you see a good-looking girl, and you're like, woo, go long, baby! You know? Just hope she catches it. I love you. Hits the wrong girl, you know? Okay? What am I saying? I'm saying this, that, that we cannot live life like that. That we've got to live life with a red zone mentality that every day when we wake up, man, we are in the red zone. There's the goal line. I'm about ready to score. Are you with me this morning? Okay? That takes some things. We're going to talk about that, that today. Okay? Here's the problem. If we don't live life in the red zone and we live life, you know, as if there's 100 yards from here to there, if we live life like that, a couple of things happen. One is we get discouraged. And we begin to focus, rather than focusing on, on, on the goal line, we begin to focus, and teams do this all the time, we're not playing to win, we're playing not to lose. And when you, when you do that in life, and you, and, you, and you play not to lose in life, then that's not a step of faith. We're backpedaling all the time. We never make any progress, we never push forward, we never step into the thing that God has for us. That's not what God intended for you and I. God intended for you and I to live our life. One of my old mentors used to say this. He said, Ben, you should live, your, you should live every minute as if it's the finest minute of your destiny. Because if you do that, then it will be. Are you with me this morning? So we've got to live life inside of the red zone. Live life inside of the red zone. Let me just give you a couple of principles right here. Out of 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and how we can live life in the red zone, okay? Here's what we need to understand about, about Corinthians. The book of Corinthians written by Paul to the church of Corinth, okay? And the church of Corinth was located in Corinth, and it was, it was, it was a city that was filled, if you study it out and you read it, it was a city that was filled with sexual immorality. It was a city that was filled with spiritual diversity, there was arguments over when Paul came into Corinth and began to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ. There was actually people that rose up against Paul and tried to stop him because they, they worshipped other gods and other idols. Now literally now Paul was beginning to interfere with some of the trade that was going on because they were making money off those idols. Paul was beginning to say, no, no, you need to go towards Jesus Christ. Okay, it was a place known for spiritual diversity. And, and all of a sudden now Paul begins to look at the church in Corinth. And he begins to see that some of those things have crept into the church. And now there's divisions in the church. Now literally some follow this person and some follow that person. And, and what it began to do is it began to take their focus off of the goal line. It began to take their focus off of eternity. And began to put their focus on mere men. And began to put their focus on, on different things. And therefore they were not fulfilling the purpose of why the church was established. Here in 1 Corinthians 9, if you read it all the way through, what the whole chapter is about, it's about Paul saying, hey, look, I have these rights as a person. I have these rights as a believer. But in order that I might become something to all men, that by all means I might win some, I'm going to lay down my rights, and I'm just going to live for Jesus Christ. I'm going to lay down my, my, my rights 
and I'm going to push forth the gospel of Jesus Christ. So if we look at this in context, Paul literally specifically is talking about pushing the gospel forward, okay? And then people having that understanding. How do we live life in the red zone? Uh, number one, if you want to, you're note-taking, write these down. Number one, very simply, you've got to be prepared. Oh, wow, that is deep. I know, I got it from God. It's pretty good. Uh, uh, studying God, just be prepared, okay? What does that mean, be prepared? That speaks to character. I believe that, that as a person, specifically as a Christ follower, but whether you're a Christ follower or not today, that, that you need to be prepared. You need to prepare your character, okay? Listen to this verse in 1 Corinthians 9.25. It says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. Wow. When you see these football teams play today, it wasn't just like they woke, out, woke up out of bed and they're in the Super Bowl, okay? It's been a season of preparation. It's been a season of training, but not just that. They're training in the offseason, man. They want to get someplace. They do it to win a prize that, that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So if we want to get the eternal prize, what does that tell us? It tells us this, that we have to be prepared, and it's got to be our character that we're preparing. 1 Samuel 16, 7. 1 Samuel 16, 7, Samuel comes on the scene to anoint a new king to, to take the place of Saul. Saul has been disqualified for the very thing we're talking about right now, lack of character. And because of his lack of character, he now disqualifies himself to be the king. So God said Samuel to anoint a new king. And in the process of uh, anointing David as the new king, he goes through all the brothers. And he picks the, the tallest the best-looking one, probably like myself. And he, and he looks at that one, and, and he goes, surely that's the one. And God says, no, no, that's not the one. And it goes all the way through David's brothers. And, and now Samuel has to approach Jesse, the, the father, and say, hey, do you have another son? Yeah, but he's the youngest, and, you know, you, you're probably not going to want him. Call him. He comes. Samuel sees him. God says this, Samuel, you might look on the outward, but I'm looking at him on the inward. 1 Samuel 16, 7. Man looks on the outside, but God looks on the inside. In other words, God cares more about your character than he does about what you're doing and, and, and what, are you with me this morning, okay? See, as a church, ladies and gentlemen, we can do all the first Sundays in the world, and we're going to continue to do that, and God's opening some great doors for us, but God cares more about what's taking place inside of here than he does out there. See, what we do out there is literally just, just, just kind of a vehicle to try to get God inside of people's hearts. Are you with me this morning? Okay? Because we could do all this stuff and we could reach the community. But what does the Bible say? The Bible says, what would it profit a man to gain the whole world but to lose his soul? See, I could get up here and I could do this. And man, wow, look at Pastor Ben. He must, he must really love God. But you don't know what's going on inside of here. God cares nothing about this unless this right here is in order. Are you with me this morning? God cares more about your character. The, the tragedy is this, ladies and gentlemen, is that we, we prepare so many things, but yet we fail to prepare the content of our character. Think about it. When you woke up this morning, I mean, just look at yourself right now. You look so beautiful. All the ladies have their makeup done, their hair, dress nice. The guys, I want to take some cues from the ladies, but anyway. And you, you look so good, you know, and here you are. You spent so much time preparing this, and it's just a shell. 
Let me ask you a question. Did you spend any time preparing this right here? Because this right here is what God really cares about. Okay, now I'm not telling you not to shower, okay? <laughs> please, shower, brush your teeth, put some deodorant on, please, okay? But are you spending time allowing God to work on your character, on your character? Proverbs 18, 16 says this, your gift will make room for itself. Your gift, it'll, it'll make room for itself. But yet we spend so much time focusing on our gift, our talent, our ability. We spend so much time trying to fine-tune it and perfect it and look at my gift. God cares more about this right here. The Bible says your gift will make room for itself. How does your gift make room for itself? I believe your gift makes room for itself as you begin to focus on character. I believe that character is the platform for your gift to operate off of. And so we spend time focusing on our character, building our character. So how do I build my character? Spend time with some people. You don't have a roommate, you're living by yourself, get yourself a roommate. Character will be built real quick. Okay? Get married. <laughs> That's why her character is so good, because I've been working on it. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, you're just like an angel. I'm like, I take credit for that. We need to spend time working on what's taking place on the inside. Focus on that. Your gift will make room for itself. You don't need to promote yourself. You know why? The Bible says that promotion comes from the Lord. What's he looking for in order to promote you? Character. Character. You've got to be prepared. Listen to me. There is, there is no athlete that I know of in the world. We've got the Olympics coming up in like five days or whatever it is. These people have trained literally from the time they were little to get there. Here they are, and they're showing up to compete and give their all, okay? We have got to be like that when it comes to the things of God. We've got to prepare. We've got to prepare ourselves. We've got to, we've got to prepare ourselves spiritually. Listen to me. If you want to get married someday, you've got to prepare yourself for that, okay? You've got to prepare yourself, okay? If you just think you're going to wake up one day and boom, there she is, you know? <laughs> She might be there, but if you ain't been preparing yourself, she ain't going to notice you. <laughs> Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself financially. And you might have dreams. Listen to me. Man, you're not just going to wake up and there's the dream. You've got to work for it. Prepare. Be. Are you with me this morning? Number two. Number two. Know the playbook. Wow, that's another deep one. I know. God just gave it to me. Isn't that awesome? You got to know the playbook, okay? Now, th today when you watch, if you watch, and if you're only watching for the commercials, just catch like five minutes of the game, okay? Today when you watch the game, if you watch the game, or you've ever watched the game, when you see them playing on the field, okay, and you see them doing some things, okay, you'll see them huddle up, and, 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 and all of a sudden now the quarterback will call a play, and what do they do? They'll go line up, or they're supposed to line up, and they will run the, yeah, they'll run the play, Okay? The game would move very slowly and be very odd if you saw this, and some of you have done this before and you're playing out in the park. But all of a sudden you see the quarterback like, guys, okay, here's Drew Brees, right? And the Saints are coming down the field. He's like, guys, come here. Yeah, yeah, okay. I want you, you do, you do like five over this way and five out that way. Okay, and you, you're just, you just go get open. And then you, he 
he's just, you know, just like, okay. Just try to juke him and get open, you know. Throw the ball, okay. How many guys think that would be weird? Okay. Yeah, just a little bit, okay. No, they know plays. They run the same plays over and 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 over. You've got to know the play. Because you know what? If you, if, you, if you watch, the quarterback oftentimes isn't going to throw the ball where you are. He's going to throw the ball where you should be. He's going to throw where you should be. And he's going to be like, dude, what, what route were you running? If you don't know the play, you know, and, and you're over there and he's throwing it right there. It's like, dude, you ran the wrong play. I drew it in the ground, you know. Got to know the playbook. Well, what's the playbook? The B-I-B-L-E. Did you know God gave us a playbook? Is that what that thing is? It's a lot of plays. <laughs> Try to be like the quarterback and tape them all to your, uh, you know. That's a lot of plays. I know, it's been around for a while. <laughs> this right here is the playbook. You know how you can solve a lot of problems in life? Know the plays. Nothing, honestly, I, I played college basketball, and nothing upset my coach more than us not knowing the plays. I mean, because that's just like, did you study the plays? Ah, oh, no. That's just lazy. And then we would run for it. Comes down to nothing more than just being lazy. How come you don't know this? You're lazy. Ouch. The biggest mistakes happen when you don't know the play. What's the Bible says? The Bible says this in Psalm 119, 11. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Okay? In other words, let me put it this way. The plays in the book I have memorized so that I can be in the right spot at the right time. Okay? Just got to know the playbook. It's really not that difficult. You just, how do I get to know it? Read it. You know? Come on Sunday, watch some game film. You know? <laughs> I'll catch that later. Okay. You've got to do this. When do, when, when do we most often end in sin? I'll, t- I'll tell you when we most often end up in sin. It's when we haven't been reading this. Because if you're reading this, it's your word I've hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. God know the playbook, but see, once again, too many of us are living life like the guy drawing the play, the plays in, in the dirt, you know? We come up to a situation or a circumstance or whatever it is, and all of a sudden it's like, huddle up real quick. Okay, here, we're going to do this. You go this way. You go this way. I hope they catch it. hope they heard what I said, you know? Come into a, a financial struggle. Quick. What are we going to do? Oh, we should start tithing real quick. Okay, yeah. Okay, write the tithe check. Okay, what should we do? Uh, maybe we should start saving money. Oh, there's a good one. Let's save some money. Whoever thought of that concept. Oh, well, what, what's this word over here? Bu, 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 budge, budget. Is that not a rental car place? Budget. <laughs> budget. God wants me to rent a car? Oh, budget. There's a thought. Budget, save money, tithe. What a concept. I mean, in relationships, and I I know I talk a lot about this, but once again, 80% of our church is single. Okay? In relationships, 
we're like this. It's like we're just kind of doing our own thing, you know, whatever, and all of a sudden a hot girl walks in, you're like, whoa, huddle up. <laughs> huddle up real quick. Okay, here's what's going to happen. First, I'm going to talk to her with my sexy voice. <laughs> the sexy voice always gets up. Hi, baby. I'm finding a cold right now, so I, already ha- I automatically have a sexy voice right now. It's awesome. Yeah. Comes automatic with a cold. <laughs> First, I'm going to talk to her with my sexy voice. And then, I'm going to hit her with my charm. <laughs> you know? Then she gets to know you, and she realizes that there's no content. Well, just think, if you would have been memorizing the playbook all along. Huh. I'm t- can I be honest with you? Or do you want me to lie to you? <laughs> Honestly, if you really want to turn the charm on, know this right here. Read Song of Solomon, I'm telling you. <laughs> you can learn some stuff from that bad boy. What is that garden anyway? Oh, anyway, so. Got to know the playbook. Got to know the playbook. Got to know the playbook. Hmm. Most people plan their vacations with better care than they do their lives. We'll spend months planning our vacation. Hey, where do you want to go? Oh, let's go, yeah. We'll start putting money away for it, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure we get the time off, and we'll see who wants to go with me. Hey, let's take Pastor Ben to Mexico. Okay, I'm there, you know. And uh, you'll plan it out. Most people plan their vacations with, with, with better care than they do their lives. And, and, and maybe it's because escape is easier than change. Maybe it's just easier to escape for two weeks than it is to just, listen to me. If you would just change your surroundings, hey, I don't need my vacation. <laughs> Why do you want to escape? Because you don't like where you're at. Okay. What if we spent some time and changed our surroundings and changed some things, and maybe, maybe we wouldn't want to escape? We've got to know the playbook. Number three, we're going to end right here. Number three. Another deep one. Are you ready for this? Listen to the coach. Is that what you do? Listen to the coach. Yeah, you listen to the coach. I know that's pretty difficult, huh? Actually, sometimes it is. You know that, that today when you're watching the game, once again, if you do, the quarterback has a little, a little speaker right here in his ear. Or maybe it's this side, or maybe it's both. I don't know, but he has a little speaker in his helmet. You know what's happening? Coach is calling in the plays to him. Hey, run, you know, 74 elbow left. That's right, you know, I don't know, okay? Calling in the plays to him, okay? Calling in the plays. And all the quarterback has to do is tell the team, hey, we're running 74 elbow left. Let's go. Let's do it, right? Just got to listen to the coach. Who's the coach? It's the Holy Spirit. The Bible says this in Isaiah 30, 21. You will hear his voice telling you, this is the way. Walk ye in it. That's it? I just got to listen? Yeah. But here's the problem. He's calling in the plays. Hey, Run 1 Corinthians 5, 12. All right. I don't know what that one is. 
well, why? Why? Because you haven't been memorizing the plays. See, here's the, here's the thing. A lot of people are saying, God, I just want to hear your voice. God, I just, want to, I just want to hear you speak to me. God, I just and you know what the Bible says? Listen to this. Nine times, nine times in the book of Revelation alone, it says this. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Do a favor for me right now. Just take your hand and just go like this. Do you have an ear there? If not, check the other side. Okay. Do you have an ear there? That means you can hear God. But the reason why we don't hear God is because we don't know the playbook. He can only call the plays you know. Are you with me this morning? And you've got to be prepared. You've got to know the Bible. You've got to prepare your character. This is what, listen to what Paul says at the end of this scripture. I discipline my body like an athlete. I'm training it. Every step, what does it say here? Every step has purpose. I'm training my body to do what it should do. Why? Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself will be disqualified. I myself, why? Why would Paul be disqualified? Because he's telling them what they are to do. He's telling them what they ought to do. But he himself is not living up to it. That disqualifies, the more he preaches, the more he disqualifies himself. That's why the Bible says those that preach the word and teach the word are held at a higher standard. Because if I'm just up here saying, hey, here's what you ought to do, but I myself am not doing it, I'm disqualifying myself. James says this, don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a... I believe this with all my heart. If we would just continue to prepare our character, if we would just continue to read the Bible and memorize the plays, if we would listen to the Holy Spirit, we could live life in the red zone every day with the opportunity to score. Yes, to score here on earth. Yes, to be successful financially. Yes, to get out of debt. Yes, to find that husband or that wife. Yes, to live in harmony and in unity with one another. But more importantly than that, to one day stand before the Almighty God and have him say, this is my son and my daughter in whom I am well pleased. Matthew 24 says, he who endures till the end shall be saved. It's time that we stop living life like a Hail Mary. What is it that's people living life every day? God, I need a miracle. Look, God does miracles, but listen to me. More often than not, I've seen God move through common sense. When you just simply take this, apply it to your life, and be, listen, God doesn't want you coming up with trick plays at the last minute every day. God wants you to live life in the red zone. Man, I got four downs, and we're going to punch that thing in.